Hey there, No New Friends listeners. This episode is marked explicit for sexual content. Listener discretion is advised. Say I'm playing in the NBA. I just won the NBA. I just, I just won the NBA Finals. MVP of the NBA Finals. I'm walking down the street. Everyone wants to challenge me. Do people challenge you? Or do people not want to challenge exactly. you because like, you're I'm, the MVP? I'm, I'm, Are you asking if this affects her personal sex life? <laughs> Most people don't want to challenge me. Do you? He's probably the same dude coach. that's like, I don't need your help because I'm just fine. I don't care about her. Like, do you <laughs> show, or, or do you find that guys are intimidated by your profession? She just holds up a ranking at the end with the, 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 the car. It is so hard for me to date. So oh, hard. And so I mean, hard. That's I mean, all that Scott and Chris heard. So <laughs> they ask me what I do for a living. Sometimes I wonder, should I tell them? Because, you know, I'm a sex health educator. A health I, educator. You know, or if I tell them my side hustle, which, you know, I'm a belly dancer as well. They're still like, oh, you're a belly dancing, like, sex guru? Nope. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel I'm like, honestly, no. you've just been put into Belly a minimum of five spankers, Erica. I don't Erica, know. you just named our episode. And now it's time for the No New Friends podcast with Scott, Mary, and Chris. Come on, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, That's right, you're listening to the No New Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Scott. With me, as always, my co-host, Mary. Mary. And Chris. I'm Batman. Today I'm Batman. Please make sure you connect with us on Facebook, No New Friends Podcast, Instagram, no.new.friends.podcast, our YouTube. Please subscribe and share all of our videos. You can email us, no new friends podcast at yahoo.com. And very important, we are a finalist in Orlando Weekly's Best of Orlando competition for best local podcast under the category best local color. So please make sure you go on there, vote and share with all of your friends. We need as many votes as we can get. We're up against Tom and Dan. And as always, please support our sponsors. I believe services for all of your residential and commercial cleaning needs. I believe services.us. You can call them 407-928-4595. Also, if you're looking to buy or sell your home, please contact Brandy or Maria at exp realty wintersprings.living.com. If you uh, tell them that you are, you heard them on the no new friends podcast, they're going to give you a thousand dollars at closing, which is pretty damn cool. And also very important. If you'd like to sit in our audience, and listen to our recording just like Jared is, join our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash no new friends podcast. We've got all sorts of exclusive content, Mary's private videos and, uh, you know, all sorts of fun stuff. So please join us there. I have been excited about this particular episode for about three months now. We've been doing this for four months. No, I'm pretty sure that Scott started this podcast just so he could host. (laughs) Just so I can host this. I'm pretty positive that that's, I, I, I can't be sure, but I'm almost certain that that's why. Yeah. So this is episode number 40. So, you know, we tried to do something big for, you know, always have a guest on, on 40, on 30, 25 and all that. Uh, this is a, a especially fun one. I met our guest uh, when I when I was guesting on Real Laughs, and super fun guest is going to have all sorts of fun things that we're going to talk about, make us feel all uncomfortable and all that. It's going to be fantastic. We have sex coach Erica Rivera on. Erica, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, it's it's so great to finally have you on here. So, how do we refer to you as your highness? Sex coach Erica, or just Erica? What what do you prefer? I mean, sexpert, sex coach, anything with the word sex in it, I'm happy. Expert, expert. I, I love like that. that. So our sexpert Erica, and just the <laughs> disclaimer: sexpert Erica is not a therapist. She's a sex coach. There's a difference. And do you want to explain that difference? I sure can. So as a therapist, you dive into some of your, um, some of the issues going behind the scenes with sexual problems. So whether that's mental or trauma, you know, kind of like that negativity, you want to kind of dive deep into that and encourage the person to kind of work through that. As a coach, you've kind of already understood what the problem is, and you're coming to me to achieve your next sex goal. So I'm here to coach you through that. So it's more on the other side of therapy. You've already kind of understood what the issues are and you're ready to kind of dive headfirst into 
into fixing those those things. Diving gotcha. head first sounds like a hell of a good head time. <laughs> yeah. Erica, <laughs> it's already going to start off this way. Yeah, um, Ma just Mary's so going to take us off the off the rails oh, very 100%. quickly. I will look. You made my work day fantastic already. So I went into the office and I work in an office of all women and uh, very funny, very witty women at that and all very educated. So when I was like, hey guys, big deal. The sex coach is going to be on my podcast tonight. I need like questions. I need input. And there was a good like 45 minutes of just like a round robin of just like full on and then so Mary I has have, a scroll of questions to ask. I did. You well, season. I wouldn't say a scroll because we were able, and I even was like, we've got to like just get this into a bulk of questions. Like we need just like you know, just good stuff we can go off of. And that then one, one of girl, those topics that you can talk about forever. <laughs> and I feel like some of them could be, and it's so sweet because we, I do work with some girls that are a little younger and maybe still like a little timid, you know, and. One of them was like, I don't know if I feel comfortable even talking about it. And I was like, text me. I won't tell anybody <laughs> except for everyone listening to the yeah, podcast. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say your name. brought to you by Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, it was a very exciting day at the office. We've been all anticipating I, this I can't episode wait for, for I can't a wait very for your questions. long time. So before no, we get into excited. questions, and, and I know this story, Erica, but for our audience and for Chris and Mary, what, what brought you into the sex coach arena, if you will? Or what got you into this? I'm going to pause you. I was hoping you were going to say what brought you into sex. <laughs> and I just wanted to see where that was going to go. All right. What brought you into the coaching arena? <laughs> So it is going to get, my story is going to get a little serious. Um, so I actually went through a trauma when I was 17, unfortunately. Um, and this may be relatable to some of your viewers, but I lost my virginity through a trauma, you know, an un, not consensual situation. And I feel that if I would have had better sex health, guided sex health through either my family, my place of worship, schooling, if I had been spoken to more about sex health, I might have handled that situation a little better. At the time, you know, I was a virgin. I grew up like this Christian girl who didn't even know what sex was. And I felt like the lack of sex education, especially fact-based education in schools and in our homes, is it's lacking. So that's the, the short version. But I eventually decided, you know, as I went job to job and I was working like at a golf resort and I ended up getting laid off. And I'm like, you know what? I just need to, I just need to do this. I need to not be scared to study sex, talk about sex, and make it a topic that's not stigmatized anymore. And so I've been doing the sex coaching for 11 years this November. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Erica, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you do, you handle a lot of the sex coach things, which is probably the more fun side of sex. But it, it, you also, don't you do a lot of advocate work and a lot of, of speaking on kind of the, if you will, the darker side of sex and all that? I do. I do. So yeah, the sex coaching is definitely the fun part where I get to talk to couples and help them have a better sex life. But um, I'm also a certified domestic violence and sexual assault advocate. So I do work with rape victims and uh, people who have been sexually assaulted. I actually do have a support group that's starting up in July, a peer-to-peer -peer support group to help with some of those victims. Nice. And how, how could our listeners get a hold of you either for the, the darker side or the, the lighter side? <laughs> So I am the Erica Rivera on literally every social media platform. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the Erica Rivera. It's all the same across the board. Gotcha. Awesome. So I have a question real quick because Scott kind of knows what you're all about. Me and Mary might not. So like you're coaching us through through this. Are you coaching from the sidelines? Do you have a clipboard with you? Do I have an earpiece in my ear? <laughs> are, you feed, are you feeding me information? <laughs> 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 Look, I'm not going to lie. Initially, when Scott was like, all right, we need to come up with questions, like, I didn't know what route to go. Like, I didn't know if it was the route, like, what works best in this scenario? What would you do? Or, uh, hey, I have a growth here. What do you think? Like, I didn't know, like, which route of, like, and I'm, I don't have a growth, just so everyone knows. I just, I didn't know, like, how lighthearted or how intense this was going to be. So I just kind of tread the midline. But after I had my conversation with my coworkers, I went way in the other direction, <laughs> So that natural conversation brought me to where I think we should be. 
I don't know. It's going to be a good time. Uh, Chris, I'm pretty sure that we could get a sponsorship for an earpiece for you. I, um, I think we have she, some new she'd be, headphones She'd be coming. watching me just throwing the clipboard at the ground so <laughs> angry. Chris, I think, you know, I, I, it'd be nice to have that earpiece in your ear to say, okay, this is what you should say. Now, this is what you should do. Right, yeah. Friend, friends joke. One, three, five, six, three, two, seven, seven, so seven, 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 seven. But you also but you said works. joke, and then that's a lie. Exactly. Because it's not funny. Yeah, I just immediately, laughing. my mood was just Also, deflated. he doesn't need an earpiece, all right? He's about to be loaded yep. with, like, four of those white claw surges. He's ready True. to go. So, Mary, you have a workplace of women, and these women asked you a bunch of questions for Erica tonight. I asked a bunch of guys, and guys don't think they're doing anything wrong, so I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Joe said I'll get back to you and never wrote me back. Okay, so our questions, so I, we basically, like, this almost turned into a real meeting. My office, there were seven women in my office. <laughs> so I your think, boss, like, point. conference room, five minutes, bring <laughs> your questions No, the here's the thing code. is, we really, we have two conference rooms. We were not in the conference room. We were in my office, <laughs> like, just, like, huddled around my notepad. All right, so and let's so, let's have it. No, well, all of them at one time or like yes, just go one by one? Don't even pause. Don't oh, even wow. pause. No, no, no. We need to pause. Okay, so I'll start off easy. I'm going to start you off nice and slow. Okay, girl, like I'm going to warm you up. Okay. That foreplay. I need that foreplay. Okay, I'm working on Okay, I got to pull up the list. I got to pull up the list. Yeah, you okay. should have provided dinner first too. Like dinner should okay. be a thing. So this is a very simple one. And maybe this is in the wrong direction, but someone would like to know, what are some ways for couples to be intimate without penetration? Uh, oral? <laughs> Listen, no, but there's other like intimate. That's what they're asking. What okay, are you asking? For me, man? it's eating a frozen DiGiorno's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so there are a few ways. Um, but remember, this isn't a one size, one size fits all answer. Like, I don't like it when people are like, well, Erica said doesn't work for everybody. But um, there's plenty of things, actually. And Chris, yeah, you could have dinner with your spouse. That is a form of being intimate. But cooking, cooking at home, um, if they're speaking more like in the bedroom, though, not necessarily leading up to, there is mutual masturbation. That's a good one. Obviously, oral favors are another good one. Um, if they're talking about bedroom. If they're not talking about bedroom, then obviously um, just cooking together, having a spa date, believe it or not, those do exist for men as well. Um, there's actually a salt cave here locally that I absolutely love. Men like it too. So yeah, my, I, um, my, the salt cave that I have here is a bag of Lay's potato chips. Lay's potato chips. Just so, putting more effort into like a date night. Can, would you recommend like people trying to figure out that whole like love language thing then too? I, like figuring out if someone actually really truly does thrive off of physical affection versus acts of service? Absolutely. Because um, there are people out there, for example, one of the love languages is receiving gifts. Mm -hmm. But they that might turn someone off completely. There are people out there right. who feel like receiving something materialistic is just not that's not love to some that's not going to get them juiced up exactly yeah. exactly they want you know words of affirmation for example um where a date night could work you know just going out and telling someone how much you appreciate them versus you know buying them a watch or you know whatever so yeah the five live love languages i highly recommend that as a starting point in order to figure out what question. it was a great question. <laughs> so I totally recommend doing that first so that you can learn each other's love language. Um, usually the discipline behind that is that if your love language doesn't match your partner, it does take some time to kind of rewire yourself. Cause I know a lot of people, for example, who um, they do end up loving their partner the wrong way thinking, oh, but this is what I like. So why doesn't they like, why don't they like this? Mm -hmm. You know, so it is important to learn that first and then from there go on to intimacy, which that's why I said bedroom or outside of bedroom. It all depends on that love language. Someone else may, you know, want physical touch. If that is their love language, then they're thinking like, what can we do in the bedroom that doesn't require penetration, but still we can have that physical touch? Yeah, okay. that was a great question. That was a very <laughs> classy question. Yeah. Chris, I, you and I are going to have to get I it back to be into classy. the gut. No, listen, they, get, <laughs> they go downhill from here. I'm going to be honest. As soon as, as soon as she started answering, Scott immediately turned on his face and started sweating profusely. <laughs> 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 I just saw the beep. 
Erica, we, I, like, we get used to it. Me talking about, like, <laughs> I talk about sex as if it's like any tabletop conversation. So like I can bring up mutual masturbation. Like it's, you you're know, like, it's fine. Why, we but... all love to go skiing. It's so, like, I don't know. <laughs> um, so, so Erica, I know I've got a question because I, I we got to get in the gutter here. So a, a couple episodes or earlier on, uh, probably episode 10, 11, what something, uh, we were talking about the boat that got stuck in the Suez Canal. And one of the boats that was stuck behind it had a bunch of sex toys. And the way that the article described was a bunch of male uh, uh, mas masturbatory toys. And uh, all I could come up with was the fleshlight. So I know you used to sell toys. What yeah. uh, What oh, are really? other examples Pick of me. male masturbatory? <laughs> you didn't know back then. How do you no, all because, know? You know what? No, because I thought research? about it. No, I didn't do any research, but I thought about it, which also sounds a little weird, but I thought about it more. <laughs> but would that mean like anal beads and things like that? Because I feel like that's how like men also get pleasure, right? Like that's a thing. Correct. So, um, so you can, there's probably on that boat, I'm just guessing what could be on the on boat. The boat. What it could, be, <laughs> could be sleeves. So like the flashlight. Oh, oh, but is that the is that the proper name? Yeah, they're the called they're called masturbation sleeves. You can. I had to take them. my jacket off, guys. Chris has already been on fire since you like got in there. <laughs> I, like, I might have to turn my fan on because I feel I don't know what I feel. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm a little turned on. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I have never felt more relaxed. Oh. <laughs> So yeah, so there are open and closed-ended sleeves. There is a difference between the two. You could also, there could be butt plugs on that boat. So anal beads as well as plugs or C-rings. So I call them C-rings or penis rings. Um, those are also male um, enhancers as well. Different sizes. They can go either around the penis or the scrotum. And as far as like the open and closed-ended sleeves, an open-ended sleeve you can use with your partner a closed-ended sleeve, you cannot. So that's going to create more suction. I can't wait till my parents hear this episode. <laughs> I, They're going to be so I, proud I, of neither me. Neither can I. Like, I'm really excited about Scott's that. Scott's taking um, so many notes right now. <laughs> Open-ended sleeve. Got it. Well, the, the questions are going to get harder, and they're going to... Yeah. And so am I. That's what she said, yeah. For me, they're going to be based on Chris, prior I don't think I've ever heard you say something even slightly inappropriate, and that's the first <laughs> that's time, and I'm oh, really happy right about this. Yeah, that's first of all, because Emily is three feet for me second of all because you've never tuned into remy's round table that's true. oh yeah <laughs> that's true but um that answer, that answer piggybacks off of mary's question because those are products that you can use for intimacy without involving any type of penetration as well you're not wrong there yeah because i know <laughs> a lot of guys maybe not necessarily anybody in this room particularly uh, this room that... as in you or our chat room <laughs> <laughs> your room or our room Wait, who knows? Jack Jack might be in there. Uh, well, Brantley. <laughs> look, the dogs are a whole nother story. They've they've figured it out. If I can get some ribs removed and be like them, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> oh my god. Whoa. Whoa. Oh Jesus. Okay, By the way, this how, episode is marked explicit. Scott, how close to a break are we? Uh we're For over me, by very two minutes, but we're, we're over. We're, we're gonna do we're gonna do uh three twenties instead of three fifteens. Well, every girl hopes for that. Jesus. Yes, you're okay. Welcome. So all right. So I have more questions from my ladies. Oh man. Uh, there I mean I have a pretty good amount of them. Okay, and this one is just like kind of general. So based on what Chris had said earlier. What are the gender differences that you've experienced when couples speak about sex? So do you feel like, I think the stereotype is that women are typically more timid and like, don't talk about it. And like, no, men are more like open. Sex, period. That's not, see, I can't with you with that. You and I will get into a literal fist fight over this, but like I don't necessarily issue. know if that's true. I feel like women almost like in their like comfort zones are very open about like their, their sex life and their sex experiences. And I don't necessarily know if men are that way. What is your experience that do you, with that? Do you think that men are more prideful and they don't want to talk about their areas of opportunity, so, if you will? Like, I don't know what I, that's what the question yeah, is. Yeah, I get, so. I get what you're asking, what you're okay. asking. So in, like, in public, men tend to, like Chris said, act like we don't have an issue. It's fine. Like, I should be good enough, you know? 
women are portrayed as being on the shy side and not speaking about it, but the tables actually swap when they come into my office, you know, whether that's coming in for an educational session, a seminar, even a sex toy party, even during something as simple as a bachelor party, women will actually ask the most questions. They are the most, in, you know, inquisitive. Men are typically the ones that shut down when they're in front of me. So in public, they may, you know, talk about it and this and that, and this is what I did last night. And girls are seen as like closed off, but it's actually the complete opposite once they are in a setting where they get to ask questions. Most of the time, like when Chris said, I don't have anything written down because, you know, that's, that's typical. That is what I run into. I normally have to like pull it out of them. Like if you're here with your spouse, there's something you want to ask me, you know, what is it? <laughs> so you brushed so, over something very quickly and I just want to put a pin in it so we can circle back later. Uh, sex toy party. Just write that down, Scott. <laughs> okay. Got it. <laughs> Chris is like, so, where do I sign up for a birthday party? That includes a sex toy party. Like, is that like a Chuck E. Cheese thing? Is it turnkey? Is there catering? I need to know all the details. Okay. Yeah. The little to like, you know how um, people get like little gifts to go, like if they go to a birthday party. Yeah, like, the, the party favors. Fa party favors. Yeah, my party favors are the best party favors. Like we're gonna have to have it. Are the we're best gonna have a party party. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break. You're listening to the No New Friends podcast. We'll be right back. No New Friends Podcast is now using Nikki Podcast Preparations Incorporated, which is a podcast management consultant agency of services that helps independent podcasts obtain more plays, downloads, guests, sponsors, and a bunch of the legwork behind the microphone when it comes to podcasting. CEO Nick can be contacted via Twitter or Instagram at NikkiPPINC. And if you tell him that the No New Friends podcast sent you, we'll both get a 25% discount. Nikki has helped accumulate millions upon millions of downloads, tens of thousands of dollars in sponsorships, celebrity guests, and much more. So just shoot him a direct message to get your podcast growing. Hey, new new friends, listeners. If you're anything like me, you don't have the desire or time to clean your own house. That's why I've been using I Believe Services for the last five to six years. They are your one-stop shop for all of your cleaning needs. They do commercial, house cleaning, vacation homes, post-construction, party cleanup, deep cleaning, move in or move out, pressure washing, laundry, inside cabinets, fridge, oven, and much more. Call them today, 407-928-4595. Check them out on Facebook or their website, I Believe Services. Services.us. Hey guys, comedian James John, and you are listening to the No New Friends Podcast. Welcome back to the No New Friends podcast. As always, please support our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash No New Friends podcast. You can be like Jared and uh, be in the live studio audience for all of our recordings. Or for just $3 a month, you get extra bonus private videos from Mary's collection. Why, I don't know why you attribute them to <laughs> Erica's going to tell my... us more about private no, videos listen, later, Listen, if I'm sure. you really were to He's have rate them. my private videos, and I'll upload them, but nobody's going to watch them. It's, I... it's waffles doing cute <laughs> things. That's literally what my oh, your private dog, videos your dog. are. Oh, my God. Waffles. Yeah. Uh, my Bar adorable baby. I didn't know what waffles was. I'm like, oh, <laughs> sorry. No, so waffles is my Pembroke Welsh Corgi, and she's perfect. Her full name is Waffles Bacon Aloysius or Alamode Aloysius Reedy, oh and she's gosh. beautiful. Um, Until she eats your wedges, and then she's a hoe. Look, I got I did call her a hoe. <laughs> that bitch she did eat my wedges she and i was so mad i was so mad but then she started her doggy period and i couldn't be mad at her anymore 
Because I understand it'd be like that. Like I would eat wedges if I was that mad. So it's okay. You're, you're ridiculous. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> you have, field, you have between now and <laughs> August 1st to vote for us. We're a finalist in Orlando Weekly's Best of Orlando competition under the category Best Local Color, Best Local Podcast. We're up against some very stiff competition. We need all the help we can stiff, get. No pun intended. No this pun episode. intended. Uh, we are still blessed with her presence uh sexpert erica rivera is in the house with us and she can be reached on all social media platforms the erica rivera very simple the erica rivera uh for all of your sex needs well all of your sex whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. all of your sex questions that's Sorry. a different that's erica rivera <laughs> my bad my bad we're having some great conversation uh during the break that we're gonna bring right into this episode so i'm gonna kind of turn it over to mary and kind of yes. let mary uh run this next part of this interview i mean well not run okay let's not get too serious here scott so what we did uh, start to talk about is, you know, kind of the more, not, I wouldn't say serious side, but just the realistic side of sex and that not being stigmatized and kind of offering more education and I don't want to say exposure, but exposure to, geez, oh, Scott, your face. I can't, <laughs> I don't mean that as a pun though. I think that like for me, raising children and, you know, I have a preteen daughter that is, you know, coming of age, she's becoming a lady. And for me, I have never with my children made like when there's like a sex scene in movies, I try not to make it weird because it is a normal part of life. I don't want them to ever feel, I guess, weird or awkward because life is scary and scary things happen, kind of like what you were talking about before. So I don't ever want my children to feel like there's any topic that is taboo, but also there's kind of a line, I think, too, of what's appropriate to talk to your children about and to expose them to, and then what's like going too far, maybe. I don't know, maybe if you can like kind of weigh in on that. Like I, I know that things in movies are like super dramatized and like they make like, you know, the first time you have sex looks so romantic and so wonderful. It's music, when, there's fireworks. Yeah, when Never in actuality you're in yeah. the back of a Chevy blazer and it's terrible. Like who knows what's gonna happen? <laughs> like, but my point is is that uh what would you say is like the path to happy to educate a a, a teenager, but also, I don't know, make it not awkward, you know, for the parents out there who want to have that, not even conversation, but maybe just like, Ooh, what do I do? Great question. Cool. Great question. That, and that, take it over. <laughs> yeah. That age is going to be awkward no matter what. So that yeah. might be hard to avoid. However, I think that making sure that your kids know the proper names of their body parts, because a lot of times I meet parents who whose kids call their body parts like other things to make it more comfortable, but it's really not. Like I call mine Gigantor because that's what I was taught in, no, okay. I mean, Should you probably call it like Thanator instead? Like that creepy that. thing from, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, body parts, um, the reason why I emphasize that too is because if there's, I mean, hopefully not, but if there's ever a traumatic experience, you want them to be able to say, either in court or in front of a therapist or whatever, this is what happened to me and use the proper terminology because if not, that could actually count against you, believe it or not. And I learned that when I was getting certified. Um, so proper body parts, also teaching them about consent, you know, making sure that they, you know, that they know that no means no, you know, mm -hmm. um, especially, and this goes for both, you know, for any, any gender. You know, so there is a lot of emphasis on, you know, teenage girls dressing modest and, you know, not giving. Oh, hell no. You know, you know, but, giving, you know but giving boys, boys a reason, you know, not to touch them, not to. And it shouldn't be that way. You should. Oh, no, I hate that. Yeah. yeah. It, and it's still but it still exists now. It's, like parents still do that. They focus no. on like, what the girl is doing, but they don't focus so much on teaching their sons like, hey. You know, if she says no, that means no. If she right. says maybe, that's still not, that's technically right. not consent. So, you want enthusiastic consent. <laughs> right. And I may, and maybe I take this too far when it comes to consent, but I'm like a huge advocate for just like personal space to begin with. And maybe it's because I do have kiddos on the spectrum. So like even like some, like a touch that's not expected can be weird for them. So if like somebody wants to hug my kid and they're not into it, like that's an, a, a consent thing. Or if like, so one of my kiddos, 
really, really likes to give affection and hugs and kisses and things like that all the time because he is on the spectrum, but he doesn't understand that sometimes it's not appropriate or it's not the right time. And that's a conversation of consent. Like, did you ask me if you could do that? Like, we still do that. So if they don't feel like hugging a relative, we don't force the issue because that's consent. Like, that's bodily, like, connection that's touching that maybe you don't want. So that's okay, too. You're doing I don't the right know. thing. You're doing we right swing thing. the far away. <laughs> no, no, it's good that you're teaching them that aspect of consent because that goes for sex as well. You know, it's just it's all consent. And um, you know, obviously things may still happen. Um, there are parents that still like to preach abstinence more than anything else, but people have to understand that as a teenager, things might happen. And to me, the most important thing is safety more than anything else. So consent, obviously, and then, you know, making sure that they know about contraceptives, that they know about condoms, that they know about, you know, the risks that they are taking, um, having sex, you know, STIs, things like that, you know, that's still very important uh, conversation to have with children, <laughs> another yeah. version yeah. of you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But also, so I guess also, so what would you recommend to tell parents maybe to, so I know that my daughter, I, I think that we have a great relationship. We talk about a lot of things, but she probably maybe doesn't want to talk to me about other things. What What's a good like path to happy to finding someone for her to talk about that's not her friend, but also a good informed like person? Should there be like a designated aunt? Should there be like a designated cool the person? The Erica that's, Rivera like, Facebook. So, but that's like super <laughs> chill, but she can also be like, hey, I think this guy's sketch, but I don't know. Like, it, what would be so, your, how do you navigate adult. that, I guess? Yeah, if you, I mean, if you know of another adult, like an aunt, um, that they're more comfortable talking to. It's better that they talk to someone than, mm -hmm. than no one, you know? But yeah, but if, if you have an educator in your area like myself, I do have people who bring their kids to come talk to me because they may have questions that they're uncomfortable to ask their parents. You know, they may be wondering, I mean, especially now, so this month is Pride Month, it's June. And right. so I've had an influx of calls having to do with LGBT youth. So, you know, that's a scary, scary time when you figure out like, that you might be gay and you don't want to tell your family and mm -hmm. you know here you are getting the a heterosexual sex talk from your parents and you're like right well wow. well and that's that strikes a chord because i do have a kiddo in that community so that is really cool to have that information and i think that the more we we move forward as a society especially even like in middle schools and high schools there's not a lot of resources for these kids to explore or even have a discussion in a safe space. So that's really cool that you provide that. Yeah, I'm very passionate about that. I'm doing my best to get into the schools, but it, you know, they still- yeah, do. Oh yeah. They I, don't let me, they don't let yeah, me. No, I, I, I definitely that. understand. <laughs> Our taxpaying dollars aren't paying for literally, I get it. I, get I it. do my best to provide that as a service as well, educating on LGBT wellness, especially for our youth, middle school, high school students that, you know, don't know how to navigate that. They, they kind of, they have their own conversations that they have to have in terms of sex health and dating and healthy relationships and things like that. So if they're uncomfortable talking to their parents, then I obviously suggest seeking out an educator like myself. And, you know, actually, I have a, a couple websites that I typically recommend. I wish I had them written down, but I will send them. Scott, I will. Yeah, if you yeah, could send them yeah, to we'll us, that would Facebook be really cool. Sure. We can put them in our, and, yeah. And, and Erica, cool. you know, I've been on uh, Real Laughs with you and, and you know, I knew the, the, the fun stuff that you've done. Um, I didn't know all this other stuff. So like super cool that you do all this stuff. Thank you for sharing it with us. I can't imagine a teenager, one, having to learn about sex, but then also having to feel comfortable in their own skin with their sexuality, whether that be gay, straight, you know, lesbian, bi, you know, where, wherever on the spectrum. And, uh, and that's great that there's people out there like you that can kind of help them navigate through that. Because I mean, I know, I know as a parent, uh, I can barely get through the simple conversations of, you know, a straight couple. I couldn't imagine, and, and not that I had ever any problem with it, but I, I wouldn't know how to nap. I wouldn't even know how to begin on those conversations. So I'm glad there's people out there like you that do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's definitely important, you know, and I get it. Like, if you have like a lesbian daughter, how do you explain that? Oh, when you have sex with a woman, this happens or, you know, STIs are still yeah. a worry. You know, it, that's, 
tough. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I do have a question. Erica, if you have any videos that maybe Chris and I can watch so that we can I educate can't. our daughter, your daughter I, on that, I I'll give you my stop. email after the at the break. You're the worst. <laughs> I do have a question though. That are you familiar with the Kinsley scale? Yes. Okay, so what? Is that an, an actual thing that people still like go by? Is that still relevant? Is that still a like a thing where you could be like, oh, I I'm about a four. <laughs> like, uh, what, what, and is can, that still? Can you educate? I don't know what that scale is. Uh, so okay, so essentially it's a we'll we'll say one to ten. So one meaning you're one hundred percent heterosexual. You could not think about a for in your case a male being any ounce of attractive like you okay. could not even appreciate the fact that someone looks decent 10 is you could not appreciate the fact that a female so like you know polar opposites everybody falls somewhere everybody falls right. somewhere So like if you're like me you love broadway show tunes you cry during uh <laughs> you know that has nothing to do with sexuality, fun. though. That's not what you're attracted. Like, that's not right. Orient. You were talking about like um, orientation, where you fall on the scale as far as being straight versus being gay, and where you are in between. Right. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I mean, and I'll say in college, I played hard intramurals. You know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> you know, like, so I, I think that it, Jesus, I forgot. Everybody hears this. Um, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> But what I'm saying, like everybody falls somewhere. So is that something that you talk about with your clients or with like, is that something that is even a conversation or something well, you think about? Is it still relevant? Is that, I, I don't know. Some, I guess. People, some people still refer to it. I personally don't uh, use it that much. I don't, I try not to label my clients unless that's what they want. Mm -hmm. uh, especially since sexuality sometimes is forever evolving with the LGBTQ community. You know, there's some people that are non-binary non and are asexual and don't even, the scale is non-existent. To, right. The limit know, does not yeah. exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's just so many um, different orientations, so many different genders and so I don't really use the scale that much because I still feel almost like that's con constrictive. You yeah. know, I, I, feel, like I feel like that would be like kind of a self diet, not diagnosed, but a self, uh, you know, if you feel comfortable as, as a, as a patient or as a person, whatever, coming up with where you are on the scale, but to be, yeah, labeled, I think for yeah, me, yeah, like, I think that's counterproductive. Typically I use that phrase, like after I've had like four to five martinis <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sliding <laughs> down the scale. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen what I've seen, but I'm sliding down the scale. I like, think if Zach Efron walked into my house after a couple of beers, I'd be like, eh, "Whatever I happens, I slide I've down the scale." I've Mary, down the I'm, scale. I'm going to need you and my wife to slide down the scale together. If you could, do okay. That look, for me. that's Just one of the questions watch. I have. Actually, not I, but one that we came up today. Okay, so one of the questions was, "My partner is interested." in including another partner. I don't know how I feel. What is your, like, how would you, like, what's your take on that? Like, I'm not opposed, but what is your take Hold on, on Let that? me get a notebook real quick. Yeah, I know. I'm going to take notes as well. <laughs> so, okay. So I cannot give advice as to whether or not to do that. What I can say is that's a conversation that needs to happen between the two partners. If they were in front of me, I'd be asking how long have they been together? Being was being open in relation an open relationship an idea before now? Like it really just depends on where they're at. You know, mm -hmm. if he's having, if she or he, because you said partners, so I don't know, but if she or he is having, you know, kind of like second thoughts about considering it, then I obviously would say you're not ready. Like mm -hmm. if it's even something you're worried about in the slightest, don't, you know, you have to be a hundred percent sure because involving another partner involves a lot of emotional dynamic. For some for some people, being open works and it strengthens their trust in their relationship. But for others, it goes the completely other direction where there is jealousy and, you know, maybe that partner isn't respectful of the relationship that brought them in. You know, it's just, it's actually a lot deeper than people think. The topic of threesomes in general is not just this playful thing like society makes it. It is a very complicated situation. Would you? I'm glad that you said that because I uh, like, so I don't care if we're talking about tater tots, like you bring somebody else in the picture and I'm immediately angry because that's mine. I'm territorial. Mary doesn't share food. I don't know. I don't, all no, I don't share shit. <laughs> like dairy, food. I don't share anything. Why would I share any part? Like, 
that's going to be See, a no now, for me, dog. Now, uh, Mary, you heard that. The only thing that I think me and Scott heard was strengthens trust. Is that right? <laughs> I'm like, can you write a prescription? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there is, you know, people don't like to talk about it, but there is the other side where sometimes it is exactly what the relationship is needing. Sometimes it is like, you know, fulfilling a certain fetish that does make the strength, you know, the trust stronger and yeah. stronger. And it just depends on the couple. I, I feel like I can see that you like you and I are it. together, but then we also have this other person, but we're still together. Like I could, like, I can see that avenue a hundred percent. Erica, would you say that most, like when couples come in, what percentage of guys are like wanting <laughs> to push the relationship in that direction? Uh, I'm just going to say a lot. Yeah, I, I <laughs> Figured. Surprising, figured actually. Out. Wow, that's very surprising. So oh, I'm not, you, I'm is not it because they are not like fulfilled in like what they're doing currently, or is it just because it's like this fetish of having more than one person attracted to them, or like what is that? Do you like psychologically? What's the underlying conditional effects? Like, why is that happening? So, same thing. It it could be either or because I have met some people where it's simply a fetish. They adore their wife. Like, it's not that they they're not happy in the relationship. It's just exciting for them, the thought of another person. Sometimes it's not even them wanting to get involved. The fact that their wife is getting involved with another person is is a fetish for them. That's a turn on for them. Mm-hmm. So um, it just depends on, again, the dynamic, because I have met couples where they're doing it for the wrong reasons, and that's where it becomes a toxic situation. But I've also met, you know, other couples that are just like, hey, what can we do to spice up our love life? We've been in this for this long and we've done this, this and this. What's something else that we can do? And sometimes bringing another another person is that answer. And like you said, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're looking to break up or anything like that. They're just like, hey, we're together. We're monogamous. This person is just another object in the bedroom. You know, it's just right. It's basically like a. That yeah, is the open sleeve. They are the <laughs> <Right>. open sleeve. <laughs> but Mary, can you do that again with your hand, please? I, feel, I know. I wish I didn't do that. I immediately regret <laughs> This segment that. will be on YouTube. <laughs> if you guys want to see what an open sleeve looks like, I'm getting three to my house on Tuesday. So <laughs> hear my Tuesdays episode and if you want, visit like. Chris's website. He'll be reselling. You know what? Like, what they use? Every open time box, I'm on new here. New open box. I should just send you guys like goodie bags for every oh, visit. Yes. Like, here's your goodie bag for this for this episode. <laughs> and then you can explain what each thing is. This is fantastic. I love this idea. Oh, is this like wait? I feel like this is like one of those Fit Fab Fun boxes, but mostly <laughs> oh, just fit. Wow. If you know what I mean, fit and fun. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, wow. I'm here I for love that. This idea. I love the possibilities. <laughs> We'll cut this part out, but I'll give you my number, Erica. I'd be very interested in one of these boxes. <laughs> Chris loves the mystery boxes. He does. Oh, <laughs> All right, we got to take a quick break. Uh, you're listening to the No New Friends podcast. We'll be right back. If you're looking to buy or sell your home, contact Brandy or Maria with EXP Realty. They've partnered up to bring you five-star customer service along with years of real estate experience. Really cool cloud-based real estate service. And if you mentioned that you heard about Brandy and Maria from the No New Friends podcast and you buy or sell from Brandy and Maria, they're going to give you $1,000 cash at closing. Check them out on their website, www.winterspringsliving.com. Hey, this is Craig Brooks with Tasty Trivia, and you're listening to the No New Friends Podcast.
Welcome back to the No New Friends podcast. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channels. We're going to have one of these segments definitely on YouTube, and you're not going to want to miss it. Probably the one when uh, Mary was making a, uh, you know, a, I was trying a to say in the air that okay. uh, all you guys will enjoy. Uh, <laughs> and then make sure Clear you else. <laughs> support us on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash no new friends podcast, where you can see all of our segments on YouTube, but I like to call Mary's private videos. And then so important, please vote for us on Orlando weekly's best of Orlando competition under the category, best local color, best local podcast. We need all the help we can get. As a reminder, we're here with Erica Rivera, sex Sexpert, sex coach Erica Rivera. You can find her on any social media, the Erica Rivera, and that's E R I C A. Okay, correct. E R I C A, and then Rivera, just like everybody else spells Rivera. <laughs> so we're, but we're, maybe not from Cialis, which is where Chris's family <laughs> yeah, is from. But this this episode is from Cialis. Scott, yes. let me let me uh, ask my question before I forget it. For Please the do. Time. So, Erica, as great as this business is, as much as I love it, I feel like you might have dug yourself into a little bit of a ditch. And you're gonna have to answer this for me. So, if I was a professional basketball player and I showed up to a pickup basketball game, just you know, just stop by on the street, everyone would get their cameras out and expect me to just light them up did you set the expectations too high for you for being a sex coach i feel like you have so much pressure on you now um yeah i i feel like i don't know how much higher like my bar is like here and it's like <laughs> no listen you understand like sometimes i just go to my local walmart and people are like are you the erica like are you the sex lady it's this it's always the sex lady i'm like the oh, sex you're the sex lady i'm like oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh dear. Um, yeah, I'm here, make an appointment. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like, or I can't even go to like a local bar. Like, because I live in a small beach town, guys. Little beach town. A lot of people know each other. And sometimes when I'm done with a session, I just want to go have a little martini, chill out by the beach. No, as soon as someone says, that's the sex lady all the questions everyone's lining up i'm like come on so then follow-up question erica again say i'm playing in the nba i just won the nba i just i just won the nba finals mvp right i'm mvp of the nba finals i'm walking down the street someone wants to challenge everyone wants to challenge me on a one-on-one -on -one, you know in basketball the people challenge you or do people not want to challenge exactly. you because you're the MVP? I'm, 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 exactly. People Are you asking if this affects her personal sex life, Chris? <laughs> Here, here's I the thing. Like Erica has answered this question before. I have. You, I have. So most people don't want to challenge me. I've Every once in a while, like, I'll have a guy say, like, oh, I already know everything. I don't, I don't need your help. <laughs> like, I don't need your help. And it's like, here's the thing, guys, like, it's not, I'm not here trying to help people. Sometimes I'm here just to make it better. Like, maybe it's great, but you want to make it better. Right. You know, but I, every once in a while, I might get that one guy who's like, I don't need to talk to you. He's probably the same dude coach. that's like, I don't need your help because I'm just fine. I don't care about her. Like, you should. <laughs> <laughs> you have a mix, do you have a highlight? Do you have a, um, do you have a high, like a hoops mixtape of <laughs> 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 that you should make? No, no, no. Check out my check out my YouTube channel. So, yeah. No, yeah. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need one because honestly, like I said, it'd be cool. It's cool if I could just be like here. Like here's yeah. your resume goodbye. Yeah. Like, have, have you ever have you ever been on a date that's gone extremely well? You know what I mean? And then said uh at the end uh, when you know, here's my book, maybe you should call me for your next endeavor or uh, <laughs> Or, or, so, or do you find that guys are intimidated by your profession? She just holds up a ranking at the end with the, 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 the car. Scorecard. <laughs> intimidation, 100%. It is so hard for me to date. So oh. hard. It is so and I mean, hard. That's I mean, all that Scott and Chris heard. That's all they heard. That's all they heard. But it, it is like sometimes when I'm out and about, you know, because I don't do like Tinder or anything. I, I have not met anyone online. I still meet people organically. And Good when for I you. Do, people online are crazy. <laughs> when I, I do, about that. <laughs> if they ask me what I do for a living, sometimes I, I, wonder for that split second should i tell them because sometimes it ends up being you know i'm like hey i'm you know i'm a sex health educator i'm a sex coach and then i tell them that you know my you side part, well, a health educator yeah i could just say health but then they're like you mean like a doctor or are you a nurse <laughs> and, like, consultant? 
And I'm like, uh, you know, or if I tell them my side hustle, which, you know, I'm a belly dancer as well. They're like, it's still like, oh, you're a belly dancing, like sex guru. Nope. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like, honestly, no. you've just been put into Belly a minimum of five spank Erica. I don't Erica, know. you just named our episode. That is fantastic. <laughs> I, uh, you would think that you would be excited to, to date someone like that, but a lot of yes. times... A lot of times they're scared. They're like, no. Well, I think it's because, like, in the movies, like, after after a couple of sex, they smoke the cigarettes. After, I feel like with you, I'd be like, eh, 5.5 out of 10. Well, <laughs> 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 here's, yeah. the, here's the thing. Uh, I know I'm bad at it. So, you know, it's... it's Scott, it, it, let's I, dive deeper into that. Why I, do you I feel like you're bad at it? I can take any education that, uh, that I... I I can get so Erica. Honestly, between the two of us, I feel like we have a good business model here. Like I'll break them down and then send them to you. (laughs) I think that could work out. Like (laughs) uh, Scott, why do you feel that way? Wait, no, no, we're not not doing that. That may maybe that'll be a bonus episode. I uh, emphasis on the bone. Okay, so look, I do have questions that I still need to have answered for the ladies at the office, and I can't come back um, empty-handed. Okay, look. So there's one that I feel like is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot to handle, guys. That's and you'll what know she what said. I mean. Well, you'll Not know what I you, mean Scott. when I read Not it. To you. Um, okay. My partner is very well endowed and would like to try alternative positions. What is your recommendation? First of all, Scott, that means when you're large. He doesn't yes, know what that I means. Got, thank Excuse you, Chris, me. for the yeah, you're, welcome. you're welcome. No one's ever said that to Scott, so uh, I had to explain it to him. Because I don't want to disappoint them. So when you're well endowed, I, I mean, I would recommend doggy style versus missionary. But actually, let's go back to earlier, we were talking about like the male sleeves. I find that I find that utilizing a male sleeve that is open ended helps with partners that are well endowed and like more petite women, for example, um, especially if that woman has a tilted uterus, because that is a thing. A lot of times if people feel pain during intercourse, it's because they, they might have a tilted uterus. So what you would do is if you put the sleeve on first and then penetrate with what's left over. It's a win-win for both partners. So that's when you're well endowed is when you get the open sleeve. <laughs> that's, prob- that's, pro- that's probably Chris why I like, Scott. I need to adjust I just, my I just order. My Scott, just, Scott just canceled his order on Amazon. <laughs> oh my God, I can't. No, I will say one thing I did learn, and this was way back in the day. So I got an IUD at one point in my life. And I didn't know that there was like an actual like measurement of like just what was possible. And everything else is excess. Like, it doesn't happen past there. So, like, a dude could be like, I got 10 inches. And it'd be like, well, Look, it doesn't get- matter because <laughs> all, of, no, all well, that is parking in this garage is this many. We have a height requirement for this ride? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, well, essentially, yeah. Like, that's a real thing, right, Erica? Like, it that's, is. It is. That's why I was saying that, like, you know, in order for it to be a win-win situation, I always recommend a sleeve. If there isn't a sleeve, like it's just a matter of listening to your partner because for a woman, our G-spot is located an inch to two inches on the upper vaginal wall. Two, two inches, guys, two. All right, so it's on the upper vaginal wall and it feels like a little bean-shaped mass and it swells up as you become aroused. So once you pass that, these are things I didn't know, Erica. Yeah, Continue I am on. taking notes. Chris is taking notes here. All taking notes right now. I, I don't know if you can see it, but I have like I I am like actively I have my rocket book next to me. Like just I need to scan these in. But yeah, so like let's say you Chris, have Chris is measuring things. <laughs> I wish I had, ooh, oh my gosh. Okay, next episode, I'm bringing my vagina puppet and I'm oh, going to like. You have a vagina puppet? puppet? I yeah. have a vagina puppet. Okay. Uh, it's less creepy yeah, when she says out. it. It's, not, it's less creepy when she says it. Oh God. <laughs> but yeah, so two, two inches, upper vaginal wall, two inches. So once you pass that, there aren't a lot of nerve endings back there. You know, you're just going to pound into the cervix and that, that hurts, guys. When that you said two inches, pretty. Scott got so excited. <laughs> Scott was like, it's funny you mentioned that. Okay, so then I do have a question. So is girth better than link 
like then. Mm. So I know this sounds terrible and my sister's going to hate me for this, but we've had a full on conversation about this before. But see that, that depends on the person. I can't answer that because it's like, a, what if the dick is a tuna can? You know what I mean? Like, what do you do? <laughs> the thing is, what if it's it's that, but it's, like, no bigger than an inch or two? You know, like, it just depends. It depends. Like, you might have the well, amount. Everyone's an- anatomy is different, too, exactly. though, right? Like, even Every, females. Everyone. So even though for us, for most females, the G-spot's going to be about two inches in, you know, it's still, you know, you may still need that natural curve to reach it. You may need, you know, girth to reach it. You may, there's different things that are going to reach it because my little G-spot may not be as enlarged as somebody else's. You know, it also just depends on their anatomy, like you said. So kind of hard to answer girth versus length. Um, I just thought I'd throw that in there to really embarrass my sister and myself (laughs) for having that. I hope my dad's not listening to this episode. I'm going to be honest. I'm real sorry, but here we are. Well, and I wanted to add, I wanted to add too that most of our nerve ending are at the entrance of our vagina, which is why like when he puts it in, it's like, oh, and then he comes out. You're like, oh. That's why I don't understand, like, when men are like, I've got to dig deeper. (laughs) Yeah, no, mm, that's going to be a no for me, dog. I've never (laughs) seen Scott happy. I'm fine, too, on a good day. I'm thrilled right now. Like, now I'm like, this is is the best day ever. I only (laughs) need two inches, and it's right at the beginning. Like, this is fantastic. (laughs) Well, and honestly, like. women are more, like, into the clitoral, uh, I don't know, the, the, the clitoral stuff the right right uh, don't whatever. forget about the clitoris that is, is that a word scott did you just make that up yeah that's uh that's seven 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 <laughs> friends thank you erica no, gets it. i got it <laughs> you're gonna lose friends if you keep making friends friends no erica gets it and she liked that joke so you two are in the minority i love friends i'm lo- sorry oh, I'm the only reason I would even sign off on Friends right now was because of Erica and not because of you, Scott. Yeah, g- g- Mary. Erica's look teaching on me about my G spot, so you need to be quiet. Look, okay, hold on, look sir? on YouTube. I want to get back to your G spot, but look on you. Wait, look on YouTube. I feel and, like and- I. <laughs> wait a minute, guys. Um, I think somebody's calling my name. I gotta go. <laughs> look, look up Monica's seven erogenous zones. All right, all right. We will. Really we will. But back to your G spot. I've seen that video. Will. It's very, very entertaining. Okay, so is it, obviously it is much more easy to achieve orgasm through a clitoral stimulation, right? Yeah. So, so we have, yeah, we have six to eight thousand nerve endings on the clitoris alone. So can, can I, you can write I buy a one? guide map for, <laughs> for men to find it? <laughs> <laughs> you can email uh, Erica, the Erica Rivera, at any. Uh, That's why I need my puppet so I can be like. I wait, know. Wait, Next time we're download do it. <laughs> right here. <laughs> we know for, for whoever's not watching at home, Erica just brought. <laughs> I'm. Erica just made her own little puppet. Which... She did make her own puppet. It was fantastic. Very, very. That's very impressive. it's impressive it is but Um, oh god i did have an hold on i had another question that was like a serious one i think i got scott your puppet's in the other room if you want to go grab it real quick (laughs) yeah mine has little bumps on it um and probably needs what washed my puppet anyway continue with your question what is it a what what type of i okay it's a sex Um, glove Bought it at a secrets party. Is it an open sleeve or a closed sleeve? It's closed. I can handle open. Like, okay, oh, like so I, I tried to buy an open one one time. It's like, you can't handle this. They referred me to the close. Anyway, continue, Mary, they refer- please. They referred you to this. Okay, uh, so how can a not healthy and or healthy sex life affect other aspects of your relationship and does it? Or does it become like compartmentalized? So- does sex really affect your relationship for the most part? Or do you, like the clients you see, do you see that their sex life affects other things outside of just their sex life? Great question. Great question. And yes, it does. So just like, um, let's say your partner is going through financial stress because they lost a job or whatnot. Obviously, that's going to cause some emotion that could rub off of you. You know, they may be giggity rub off on giggity. you. <laughs> no, but you know, so we have those moments. Like sex, sex health is the same thing. You know, um, it's it's we need sex 
Okay, we do. It is a necessity. Just like mm -hmm. your fine, like I said, your finances, your mental health, your physical health, all these things that are big components of your life are important. So when you just completely omit sex, complete like omit it, it's going to impact you negatively. It's going to impact your relationship negatively. And that takes us back to the five love languages, especially if you have a partner who needs physical touch and you're, you're just like shut off to any type of sex. That's, that's a big deal. That could be a make or break situation. So, um, and I meet people like that because for example, I've met clients that maybe went through a trauma, like similar to what I went through and they're unable to have sex because of PTSD, for example. You know, that's something that you have to work through with your partner. You, that's something that you do have to discuss. You cannot just compartmentalize it, as you said, because it's going to come back and bite you in the butt. It really is. Sex is important for intimacy. It's important for that, you know, that relationship growth. I'm not saying that, like, you have to have sex. I'm not one of those, you know. I'm just saying that there, it's not something that you can just completely ignore. Yeah, like that level of intimacy and trust and just, like, closeness. Yeah. Right, so, yeah. Is There's there a, go ahead, yeah. sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> is there a, is there a healthy number that exists like in frequency? That's a great per question. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah, Scott's asking that question because when you said we need sex, sex is very needed. Scott actually started crying because. <laughs> <laughs> so there isn't a specific number that just depends on you and your partner. It's like, it, it's like anything else, just like boundaries, you know, it's something that you have to discuss with your partner because you may say, hey, you know, once a week is good for me. Your partner may not have offered to have sex in like three months, you know, and that might be a big deal. So it's it's all about compromising and having that happy medium, you know, gotcha. what's going to be. Yeah, what's going to be good for the both of you? You know, okay. it's, it, there's I'm not gonna a I'm going to edit that all out. Can you say between five and eight times a week? That's like, what about me? I don't care about that. <laughs> what about me? I don't, I don't know, care I about guess. other couples. Every, every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Thank you. That's what's <laughs> going to so make the episode. Um, no, my so you're located in Florida, I assume, right? Yeah. So are your... I don't, you would call them clients, I guess, not patients. They're clients, right? Are your clients majorly from the Florida or do you have across the United States? Like where, where is your reach to as of right now? So during COVID, I actually did acquire clients outside of Florida. So oh, very I, have, cool. I have a few outside of Florida now, but primarily from like St. Augustine area down to Orlando is okay. my base. I have a colleague, her name is Angel. She's a sexual health educator like myself. She's sort of, she takes care of like Jacksonville area, like North Florida, but we're the only two in existence between Jacksonville and Orlando. Wow. So you, okay, do, you nice. do take virtual clients? I do. Say, take yeah. Virtual. Because I, I'm getting married in November. I'm a New Jersey client. <laughs> so, I, so I guess for me, just like a big takeaway from everything we've talked about, it seems to all come back to just a high level of comfort like comfort and communication so but also destigmatizing it even within yes. a close relationship because you could be in love with somebody and be married to them and still feel weird to be about like to say i want you to do x y and z you could be married for 15 years and that could still be weird so i think it all from my takeaway is that it all comes down to we're all human we all have wants and needs and if you are in a safe and comfortable relationship you should communicate it and you should talk about it. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that, then you should contact the Erica Rivera. <laughs> Absolutely. I have met people that were on the verge of divorce wow. and it all because they weren't talking about sex. They didn't know how to talk about sex. You know, so there's still a stigma, even within relationships when it comes to asking for something because they felt, you know, selfish or whatever, you know, well, I don't want to have to ask for sex because dot, dot, dot. It's totally okay to ask your partner or talk to your partner about what's pleasurable for you, what's considered intimate for you. If you don't communicate, then, you know, you have no idea what your partner's needs and wants are. And you're just assuming because of society, like, yeah, that's, right. You know, that's well, and I think, 
taking into consideration that everybody has different backgrounds and different upbringings. So there may be some sort of, you know, like religious doctrination. There could be some Mm -hmm. sort of like you were raised to believe something different or you just were not exposed to other things. And that's okay too, but maybe that hasn't even been a conversation because both of you were too afraid to bring it up. Or, you know, like I, I think that that's my biggest takeaway from this conversation is communication is key and gone and do the bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Piggybacking off of what Mary said, my biggest takeaway, I think from this was serious, but fun. So Scott, mm-hmm. it was just moving to you besides sending you into spiraling depression. What did you take away Spiraling from Spiraling depression. He just learned that the I just learned spot that is myself. two this is, inches in. This Are is you the kidding best day me? ever. Are you kidding Scott me? Is Scott yeah. already another hero like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I'm going to walk out of this room like I just, you know, like the wrestling uh, intros. I'm going to have pyrotechnics and just be like, I Aah. feel like that's exactly what you, Scott filled the, the cup. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Erica, what's your what's your slogan? Uh, I, I, I forget it. You have a fun slogan. Yeah, so I keep married people married and single people safe. Perfect. Aww, I like that. Perfect. I like that a lot. I love that. I love that. Erica can be reached on all social media platforms, the Erica Rivera, and that's Erica, E-R-I-C-A. There's no K in there. Uh, As always, please connect with us on Facebook, No New Friends Podcast, the Instagram, no.new.friends.podcast. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can see some of these videos, Mary making a gesture. Who knows what's going to end up on on the YouTube. Please support us on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash no new friends podcast. You can be in our live studio audience and um, possibly take part in some on-air contests and then please very important vote for us for orlando weekly's best of orlando competition under the category best local podcast best or best local color best local podcast vote no new friends and we will be back on thursday okay bye